welcome to another edition of the Football Goonies Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick. I know it's been too long, folks, but here we are. We finally made it. We're in the blood sport known as the Fantasy Playoffs. It's been a war out there, folks. Man, has it been a war. There's been a lot of unexpected casualties And frankly, some people that were pretty much the nerdy guy in glasses that we knew would get blown away. But here we are, and man, what a bumpy ride it's been. Thank you for uh, sticking with me through the regular season and into this uh, basically new mini-season, not including uh, our illustrious leader of the Keeper League, Brian Brodsky, or the illustrious... Dullard of the Dynasty League, quarterback smuggler Brian Brodsky. Now, normally I know we get into news and notes, but uh, honestly, I'm a little bored about talking about Kareem Hunt and the uh, plethora, the cornucopia of injuries that have happened this past week. So uh, we all know what they are. We're going to kind of skip over it, but uh, let's get into some playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. That's right, folks. Let's get into some playoffs. Starting off with the Atlanta Foot Clan Keeper League. In the first matchup, we have. Well, first of all, let's get into the fact that uh, two eleven and two teams earned themselves the bye with a combined record both of 11 and 2 we have mr popeye's sailorman mike sailor himself with the number one seed and bringing up the deuce spot is mr chase jones with brown and some scrubs and then uh let's get into the first matchup first up we have the number four ranked team the great one chris white Versus Binkle is Einhorn, Dan Krieg. At the quarterback position, we have Andrew Luck in Houston versus Phillip Rivers. At home versus the Bungles themselves, Cincinnati. Uh, advantage is clearly Phillip Rivers, although you would think they don't need to throw the ball as much uh, considering how bad Cincinnati is. The fact with um, Melvin Gordon being out, I don't see how they're not going to toss the ball a little bit. And yes, Justin Jackson could get in there. But uh, fact is, I mean, Andrew Luck's going up against a pretty stout defense. And although he will do Andrew Luck things, you got to err on the side of the easy matchup. So advantage Phillip Rivers. At the running back position, we have Philip Lindsay and Gus Edwards versus Joe Mixon and Ezekiel Elliott. Now, although Zeke is GOAT and Joe Mixon is strong, assuming he is fully healthy and actually plays, since he is not practicing or practicing in limited fashion, I guess, uh, the monster Philip Lindsay coming in at San Francisco is the clear-cut wild card here. Uh, Gus Edwards is fantastic, but 
I don't think he's that fantastic. And Kansas City, I think, will do enough defensively that it's going to be on the back of Lamar Jackson's running, not so much Gus Edwards. So unless he bangs in a touchdown, it's going to be rough sledding. So the real question is, is it Philip Lindsay or is it Ezekiel Elliott? And although Zeke is amazing, there is a reason I traded him away. Uh, I got more players, picks, and a better running back. And Philip Lindsay just has too good of a matchup, especially with Emmanuel Sanders out. It's going to be the Philip Lindsay show. So I'm going to give the advantage, believe it or not, to Finkel as Einhorn on the running backs, just based on I think Philip Lindsay is a top three back this week. At the wide receiver position, we got Mike Evans and Tyrell Williams versus Robert Woods and Kenny Galladay. Uh, man, this is quite a tough one. Mike Evans is going to hopefully feast, but he's going to be seeing Marshawn Lattimore, which has been kind of a waffly prospect. Uh, he will garner a lot of attention, though, and Tyrell Williams, although he has a big game potential, he also has dud potential. I'd rather err on the side of the slot man in Chicago, Robert Woods, having to uh, whittle away at Chicago's defense and Kelly Gall- Kenny Galladay, Kenny G himself's just pure volume. So advantage Woods and the the jazz flute himself, Kenny Galladay, clarinet. I, I always forget what he actually plays. Next up, we have the powerhouse of tight end battles. Zach Ertz versus Travis Kelsey. And man, this is tough. Both dominant, dominant tight ends. Both uh, have tough matchups. I mean, Dallas's linebacker core is solid. And Zach Ertz is going to garner a lot of attention. But so will Travis Kelsey, especially without Kareem Hunt. And that Baltimore defense is no slouch. I'm going to say that although Kelsey probably gets a stronger target share, because I think that uh, they're going to really focus on shutting down Tyreek Hill, I'm going to go slight advantage to Zach Ertz. I think that that's a more competitive game, and I think that Ertz will have to do more than Kelsey will. At the flex position, we got Leonard Fournette playing tonight versus Chris Godwin at home against New Orleans. Now, I actually lean Godwin is the better play this week, but news, early news on the weather is it's going to be pretty heavy showers, so that might actually damper expectations. So we're going to call this an even split, although Lenny Fournette is a fantastic running back, and that line's okay after a couple injuries. The fact is Tennessee does not have to respect the pass, and they are going to hammer the crap out of Fournette. Um, And although Godwin will be in a probable catch-up mode, I don't know how much the weather is going to affect it, so I'm going to call it a straight wash. On the defensive side, we got Los Angeles Chargers versus Minnesota. And Minnesota has a uh, penchant for dropping some much-needed games lately. So I think this can turn out into more of a shootout, whereas I think the Chargers are going to handle Cincinnati swiftly to advantage Cincinnati. And at the kicking position, who the hell cares? 
So after all that being said, although I do give the advantage to the tight end defense and running backs at Finkla's Einhorn, I think that just overall the depth, unless Joe Mixon happens to miss the game and he's got to flex a second tight end, I'm going to pick Chris White, Mr. Great One. Uh, I stole the name or he never changed the name, but the Great One himself will come out on top. And next up, we have the matchup of the division or of the league of the week Axel versus me. And I mean, clearly, this is this is gonna bite me in the ass, but Axel has zero chance. Yes, he has Pat Mahomes, who is going up against Baltimore, which could actually curb his upside. But, I mean, David Johnson in Detroit. Detroit's going to try to shut down David Johnson, especially without Christian Kirk now. Uh, Although Jalen Samuels will be good in Oakland, I think he's definitely not as good as James Conner, so that's a tick down. Curtis Samuels relying on a busted-up Cam Newton. I mean, Zay Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, Uzama, I mean... How did this guy even get into the playoffs? What is the matter with you people that missed? Come on. I mean, come on. I mean, I go Jared Goff or Dak Prescott. It doesn't really matter. They're about even in my eyes. But I got Mark Ingram in a rainy game in Tampa Bay. I got Saquon Barkley in Washington against Dirty Sanchez himself. I got T.Y. Hilton, who usually lights up Houston. Devontae Adams in Atlanta. Vance McDonald will be a good boom-bust play in Oakland. But without Connor, I think he's going to get a little more targets and work. And then Aaron Jones against Atlanta. Buffalo's D against the Jets. There is just no possible way I lose, which means that it might actually happen. But I'm sorry, Axel. Uh... There's no chance of a repeat this year, even if you get through me. So to review, I take the great one and Macho Man Fred Savage, which would bring up a Popeye Sailorman versus the great one, and Brown and some Scrubs versus Macho Man Semifinals. Next up, we have the Dynasty League. First of all, round of applause to everyone for a successful first season of our Dynasty League. Uh, and kudos to the Aniston scoring system kind of evening things out a bit. Because, I mean, honestly, people like Justin's 1,400-point season had no business losing the same amount of games as me, scoring basically over 10 points a game more than he did on average. And congratulations to Chris White on having the foresight to know Kareem Hunt was going to get suspended and cut. So uh, kudos to him because that blockbuster trade, in essence, not only saved his season and destroyed mine in the process, but set my relatively super strong team back 
probably two years. Uh, we'll see how I fare with the the new positional changes next season, adding the flex, but say la vie, here we are. So with the overall standings, I wanted to just go over for a second, finishing out with uh, old Axel coming in at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Justin at 10 and 8, Brian at 10 and 8, Mike at 12 and 7, yours truly at 12 and 8, and yes, I do end up ahead of him because of the divisional layout. Uh, Dan at 14 and 5, Gary at 15 and 6, Chris G, newcomer, 15 and 6 as well. Clay at 16 and 5, and then the trade wizard himself, Chris White. Sorry, no offense, Clay. I know you like to trade a lot, but coming in at 18 and 4 after getting just four amazing weeks out of uh, old Christian McCaffrey there. So, uh, congrats on winning the regular season. We'll see how you fare in the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, with the uh, standings the way they fell. Mr. Number One himself, Chris White, old players, secured the first round bye along with I'm Getting a Chub, Clay Jones. So with the first matchup, we have Dan Krieg. This means war versus Jones and for some TDs, Mr. Greenwood. At the quarterback positions, we have Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr versus Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. Now, it is surprising that a team starting Derek Carr in the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers just being quite ordinary as of late is here, but here we are. So, advantage, I'm going to have to obviously lead... Man, it's actually a lot tougher. It's that Minnesota-Russell Wilson matchup. But Russell Wilson's been throwing like four touchdowns on less than 20 passes all the time. So I'll give a slight advantage to Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. But I don't feel good about it. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do some good things against that porous Atlanta D. And I think Derek Carr in a gotta-catch-up Pittsburgh situation will actually be halfway serviceable. But, I mean, come on. Brady in Miami, Russell Wilson doing what he's been doing lately. I can't, I can't go against it. At the running back position, no surprise, Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott will get the advantage over Leonard Fournette and James White. Now, this is going to be a little closer than people think because uh, James White will do enough, but I don't think they're going to quite need him a ton. And what I said about Leonard Fournette before, but you got, I mean, Todd Gurley, at Chicago is a tough matchup. Ezekiel Elliott against Philly, that's a slightly tough matchup, but not really. But you really can't go against Gurley. Come on, guys. So advantage, this means war. At the receiver position, we have Allen Robinson and Doug Baldwin versus Julio. Touchdown up until last week, Jones and Golden Tate. Now, man, Allen Robinson will probably be needed in that Rams game, and Doug Baldwin will probably catch four balls. This is a clear-cut advantage of just having Julio, but, man, he's been banged up. He's got, a, I think, a foot injury right now, and they're not sure he's 100%, but 
I'm going to assume health and just everything's been maintenance and Golden Tate's been doing better and playing in the slot is a little more advantageous than playing on the outside against Dallas. So advantage Julio and Golden Tate just slightly. And once again, look at that. Travis Kelsey versus Zach Ertz. You all know how I feel about that. But I mean, I guess it's no surprise that even though you have Derek Carr, you're in the playoffs with Gurley, Zeke, and Kelsey. So at the flex position, we have Lamar Miller versus Gus Edwards. And I'm going to give advantage to Lamar Miller. He's been on fire lately. And Indy is not that scary, but with his pass catching, I think he's going to do plenty. And although Deontay Foreman is going to hurt his uh, future prospects in the coming weeks, it's not this week. So advantage Miller. Uh, The defensive side... Man, it's kind of a coin flip. Uh, Jacksonville finally showed up last week, and they get a busted-up Tennessee. But Pittsburgh gets Oakland, who has no one. I'm going to call this one a wash. Uh, Both defenses have been okay, and both offenses they're playing have the potential to throw up 400 yards, 500 yards. But that being said, uh, they both have not been playing well. Uh, any other options at the flex position is Kenyon Drake for Jones and for some TDs if he wants to go for the big catch-up mode versus uh, New England, which I doubt he will. He'll probably err on the weak defense of Kansas City, not stopping old Gus Bus Edwards himself. But, I mean, with Gurley and Elliott and Rodgers with a good matchup, Man, this is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. I will give Dan the win. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to give him the win. So that brings us to our matchup of the week. right folks we have the team gravelin gary gravelin's team versus the wait a second this this the app says it's the puppet masters bill belichick puppet master i thought brian said he was going to make the playoffs and it was his destiny or something like that hmm my mistake, folks. I guess uh, I guess I'm in the playoffs, even though I totally botched my my team. I'm somehow still good enough to beat a bunch of you. So coming in at the quarterback position, we got some powerhouse options with Deshaun Watson versus Indy and Big Ben Roethlisberger at Oakland versus Philip Rivers and Andrew. Luck, my goodness, man. Talk about two super strong quarterbacks in games that they probably won't need to throw that much, but they're missing their starting running backs, uh, both of them. And then a heads-up matchup between Watson and Luck. Man, talk about just epic showdown. 
I don't know how to pick this. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to err on the fact that Deshaun Watson has a better matchup than Andrew Luck does. And I'm going to go with uh, Watson and Roethlisberger on a slight advantage. Next up, we got Chris Carson and Adrian Peterson versus Jalen Samuels and Justin Jackson. My, how the mighty have fallen. One of the best running back cores in the league, and I'm resorting to Jalen Samuels and Justin Jackson. Ugh, that makes me sick. Anyways, uh, Jalen Samuels will probably be good, but he's in a timeshare with Stephen Ridley. Justin Jackson probably be good, but he's in a timeshare with Austin Eckler. But hopefully Eckler is banged up with that new ankle injury popping up, and that gives me a little more ammo for Justin Jackson, especially since him scoring would lower Phillip Rivers' ceiling. So hopefully that works out for me. On the other end, we got Adrian Peterson, who only needs one play for pretty much his entire fantasy day. And Chris Carson in against Minnesota. That's a rough one. I don't like Carson. Uh, I'm really not a fan of Peterson in this matchup, especially with a horrid quarterback uh, with Mark Sanchez. I think they're going to focus on nothing but Adrian Peterson. But the dude is a beast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grossly give myself the advantage at the running back, but I do not feel good about it, folks. Next up at the wide receivers, we got Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper versus Devonte Adams and Adam Thielen. Advantage Adams and Thielen. Adams goes against Atlanta. Thielen gets Seattle in a game where they're probably going to have to throw it. And he is going to get back to his high-scoring ways. And although I hope that the weather doesn't hamper Michael Thomas to put up a fight, and Philly's secondary has been awful for Amari Cooper to have a decent game. I just, I don't see my my wideouts competing. So, advantage team graveling on the wideouts at the, sorry, wideouts at the tight end position we got Vance McDonald, the Vance Dance himself versus Tyler Higby. That can't be your only tight end. It's his only tight end, folks. That is just miraculous. Once again, just players you never thought you would see Oh, that's gross. Uh, so going against Chicago and that vaunted linebacking core, even though it's the Rams, it's Higby. I'm going to go advantage Vance McDonald's. I don't think anyone is surprised by that. And the bigger one is top 20 wide receiver Tyler Lockett versus Cortland Sutton, who is now the unopposed number one, the unabashed number one on the Denver Broncos with Case Keenum throwing to him. Ugh. So, we're going to go advantage Wash. Uh, I think Lockett's a better player, but I think he is going to garner more of Xavier. Or, I don't know. If Trey Waynes is healthy, I, they might actually keep Trey Waynes on Lockett because Waynes is faster. But either way, it's a tough matchup, whereas Cortland Sutton, although he's been very inconsistent, uh, he is now the lone wolf, and it's San Francisco, so... I'm going to call it a wash, but, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if Sutton outscores him. <coughs> Excuse me. And at the defensive, uh, defensive position, we have New England versus Kansas City. Uh, although ESPN's got this as a massive uh, two-and-a-half point advantage to Kansas City, I, th- I see this more as even, um, but there's always the... The ability for a, 
Uh, special teams touchdown a little more likely than New England, although they have Cordero Patterson. So I'll give a slight bump to Kansas City, but not by much. And by my calculations, boop, 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 boop. other than the wide receiver position, I'm going to go for the upset to Bill Belichick, puppet master, moving on to the next round and making all those picks I traded away much worse for you people. So with that said, that would set up a uh, old players versus puppet master matchup showdown between the uh, jilted trade lovers. And I'm getting a chub versus this means war in the semifinals. So with that said, I like to thank everyone uh, for sticking with me again this uh, regular season. And for today's podcast, uh, I hope that everyone has horrible luck except for myself, uh, especially Andrew Luck. And uh, hopefully Philip Rivers does well for you because I actually need him against a monster team in a brewery league that I'm in. So uh, other than that, I hope uh, you all get fantasy cancer, I suppose, and I'll see you next week. So we're going to give you a little soothing music for all those uh, wonderful folks that stuck by us even though they didn't make the fantasy playoffs. Folks. <laughs>